Todd Mack. And I'm Joe Dorowski. We're the hosts of the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we discuss a great character in a great story. If you listen to us, your fancy will be tickled. And your thoughts will be provoked. One reviewer described us as fanboys with PhDs. Our discussions cast a wide net, alternating between TV, comics, films, and novels. In one episode, we may discuss a Spanish telenovela, and the next week, an American superhero comic. That was January 2016. Or one week, we might discuss a Japanese manga, and the following week, a Jane Austen novel. That was October 2016. Check out the Protagonist Podcast. Great characters and great stories. I'm more excited to get to, like, uh, watching even the ones I've already seen. Uh-huh. Like, because I remember they were really good. Like, I, I can't watch, I can't wait to watch Ant-Man again. I, I know, freaking it's your, like your favorite. loved Ant-Man so much. And, Doc- and Doctor Strange, which I is, saw like, the trailer amazing. for Ant-Man 2. Which looks good. It does look good. Uh, they released a picture of all this um, Ready Player One merchandise. Yeah. And uh, they're going to release, like the keys like the keys that they have to collect and i want these keys so bad uh i just saw some stuff at hot topic like new shirts that look all like mm. 80s the hell out it's freaking awesome that's cool With all those like like the like that cross hatch purple blue metallic <gasps> yeah like that whole yeah, thing yeah. i saw one like that and i was like oh my god this is so 80s it's... that's cool it's super cool how many one of those <laughs> i can't wait for that movie to come out oh my gosh i i i hope it's good I have high hopes. I mean, every trailer I've seen um, looks amazing. Do you do you know if the the avatars of the kids in the Oasis mm-hmm. are motion capture or CGI? Ah, uh, have they even shown? Yes, you see Parsifal in the Oasis. You see Parsifal, but it looks like it looks like an anime character. It doesn't yeah. look like him at all. Yeah. How much of this movie is animated? I don't know. That'd be interesting. To I find think like. Out. A significant portion of this movie is going to be. Isn't, I mean, but isn't, isn't the director, isn't it like Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Steven Spielberg, I mean, he knows. It'll be good. It's gotta be. I hope so. I have a God, lot of I faith in so. Steven Spielberg. He's like one of the best. I like that book, Wonder but. whenever he's gonna. I like that book, but. Retire. I don't know if I, I don't know if I could reread it. I would reread it. I've been thinking about rereading it lately. I've been thinking about rereading it too, and I think it's fun, but. I don't know. The author's done, like, one other book, and it just wasn't. It just didn't interest me in the same way. Like, Did I, you read I, it? Uh, I read a, a good chunk of it. Um, it was an alien invasion story, and everyone's oh. been prepared for the alien invasion subliminally through movies and TV shows and video games for the last, like... That's hilarious. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's how they're preparing. Yeah, that's why that's, that's, we're so good because of Galaga. That's, that's <laughs> right? That's pretty great. What? Now I want to read that. Now I want to read it. Uh, I haven't read that one, so I would like to get back into it. I'm sure it's better than I'm giving it credit for. But I just I feel like he's really good at doing nostalgia things. And I don't know if See, that like, means that he's like a good writer or if he's just good at references. References. He's like the best at references. Uh huh. He's well, yeah. I'll give him that. He's really good at weaving those references into into, into a narrative. Yeah. And I live for references. Yeah. So I think, so I think for someone like me, I'm like, so I good. love it. Well, that's what I think is. I think I think the movie is going to be it. just as popcorn as the book is. I think it's yeah. going to be one that's going to be fun to rewatch, just to be like, oh my god, did you see that? Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're you're not going to go see it for like 
its amazing like plot line or yeah. like anything like that. I think you're mostly it's, like, it's gonna visual. be fun. It's, yeah, gonna, be, it's, gonna, it's be fun. gonna be a fun movie, not something that necessarily is. Enriching. I like the little uh, I like the little um, Back to the Future twinkle at the end of the trailer. I wish they played the second little piece of it because they cut it short. Yeah, but it it also feels a little gratuitous, but whatever. Well, I mean, like, that's what this movie I, is. That's yeah, what, that's what I mean, Ready Player One is. It's going to be gratuitous. so heavy. Yeah, gratuitous '80s <laughs> references everywhere, and it's just gonna. I even told Ricky, I go, you might feel a little overwhelmed, and he's like, why? And I found a list of all of the references. every references, and I straight up kind of like did it like Yakko style, like <laughs> let me read this thing to you, and he was like, are you like all of that, and I'm all like, and so much more, yeah, like that. Well, I'm let me not... see how much is like so made it into the movie, because I'm sure like licensing and all that stuff is real hard. Oh, I can imagine. Like, oh gosh, that section yeah. of the credits is gonna be like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the longest credits ever. It's just in that section alone. Oh lord, I didn't even think about that. The Iron Giant from The Iron Giant. <laughs> Definitely you see the Iron Giant very predominantly. Uh, the DeLorean. Uh, oh, a million things. I don't, we don't even have to go into this. A million things. We, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. good. Welcome back, everybody, to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Minutes, where we're talking about things that aren't Harry Potter. Right. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Cope. And today we're talking about minute number 64, which starts with, um, <laughs> I wrote a ping-ponging bludger. A, a ping-pong? Ping well, yeah, pong. because it's like bouncing from wall to wall and hitting. It's like flubber. <laughs> it has the consistency of flubber. <laughs> uh, and it ends with Harry under attack. Uh, the end of this minute is horrifying. For reasons we'll get into. Uh, but yeah, we start this minute, of course, Harry and Draco still racing around the... Okay, between between Colin Creevy and, the, and, and them coming back up when Draco falls. Yeah. They've made at least a half revolution around the thing. So they right. did that in like 15 seconds. So they've probably circled this thing in the last two minutes like four times. Jeez. Yeah, I could believe that. <laughs> yeah, me too. That seems appropriate. It could be a lot more. I don't know how fast the broom actually goes. But doing that dirty math. Uh, that's what I'm going to call it. D- dirty <laughs> math. Yeah, so when we start this minute, the, the bludger is like literally bouncing off the beams on the inside. Like back and forth around Harry and Draco and it hits like one above him and it goes over their head and it's just like all over the place but it's not smashing through anything anymore Mm -hmm. and then it hits a bucket which isn't a flat surface right and it goes like instead of hitting another beam it goes through the wall outside of like out of the pitch completely Mm -hmm. and uh, then it comes back in front of them it like comes around smashes through the wall in front of them and uh, almost ran, run, runs through Harry. And this this is this is Draco's downfall. Yeah. Draco Throws dodges it 
Um, but yeah, it throws him off just enough, just enough that he doesn't come up high enough over one of the beams, and his broom, like, hits like, it, and clips he vaults edge. over. He lands hard. Yeah. Ouch. Draco vaults up into the air. His little look of panic before he hits the beam is great. Actually, he knows it's not gonna, it's not gonna be a nice landing. Yeah, he knows it's coming. It's about to happen. He's not gonna be able to to get out of the way. It's in, it's it's really it's really subtle. But when he hits that piece of wood, and his broom comes up, it like breaks the wood like you know yeah. when you like smash something together like a piece of wood like comes up like it's gonna like like splinter off right but it doesn't but like and it's only on frame for like a second like uh, not, not even a second it's 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 like a couple frames mm-hmm. the the detail guys i discovered the frame by frame setting on my uh <laughs> media player and it is the greatest thing that has ever just... happened to this uh to this form no it's it's <laughs> that's not true but it makes you so really happy. I am having a lot of fun. Draco hits the ground and he rolls far. Yeah. <laughs> Head over heels. Yeah, not like rolling like you're rolling on your side, yeah, like no. easy rolls. Like he, head over heel. Yeah, he, he lands like kind of on his back originally and then he rolls forward, which throws him up in the air again. Like a somersault. Somersaults in the air and then lands hard like it's a miracle he didn't break his coccyx. Yeah, it, it looks painful. It looks very painful. That looks like it was a hard flip and everything. Like, nothing about that. Yeah, that, was... would, that would absolutely break your tailbone, I think. And then he falls back hard. And, and his, his face, like... There's a, there's a moment where it's like a... He looks like he's gonna be sick. No. <laughs> he's fine. He's just like, oh. He's pained. We cut up to the box that Snape and, and Lucius are Lucius. sitting in. And everyone in the box, except for Lucius, is like, <gasps> so concerned for the boy who hurt himself. He's like, ugh. Like, disgusting. <laughs> no, like, oh my god, you're the worst. Like, he's like, like, how dare you fail. Fail. Oh god, I hate Lucius Malfoy so much. What a jerk. What a self-righteous. Like I said, I have more sympathy for for Draco more and more having to live with a father that's like this. Like, oh yeah, how much of it is just like conditioning? Oh yeah, from his just his own father. We've already talked about conditioning for for Dobby. I mean, like, yeah, I'm sure it's the same thing. Oh yeah, how Eek. dare you fail? Like, like you better have like really good grades. And I think I read. I mean, I think I read somewhere that in which like in like Draco is actually very intelligent and he does have to bring in like good grades and i think the only person above him is like hermione yeah we talked about this um uh, when did we talk about this we talked about this pretty early because we talked about him saying something to the effect about her marks being better than his yeah oh i bet you in that and i bet you his dad are is, is very like rubs it in his face like how dare you let this yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we yeah. talked about it it's awful it's so awful so it's like how much of it's like really his fault like you can't it's like uh, when they're children it's like hard to blame the child you blame the parent because it's like yeah. you're the one raising the child like racism isn't something that's like uh like inherent uh-huh you you you're conditioned it's learned and, and it's learned, learned behavior mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't either well and you know what like we'll see draco grow up and and kind of come around right exactly oh my gosh he's like the best thing in cursed child Oh, oh, 100%. He's like the redeeming, like one of the redeeming things in that book. Exactly. Which is really funny to say. Like, what? Draco Malfoy? I know, it's almost painful. <laughs> Aw, that is terrible. Oh, do you want something else that's painful? Hmm? Oh, man. 
Uh oh. So we cut from Dirty Lucius to to Harry. And he's got his arm outstretched. He's going for the snitch. This is the same kind of shot that we saw last year oh. before he swallowed it. Yes. But then we cut in closer to just Harry's glove. And in the background is the bludger. It's like, oh, what? Oh, and, here and, it comes. And this is, it is, it is hard to watch. We watch. It gets closer and it gets closer. And Harry oh. doesn't even look. We don't even cut to see Harry He doesn't look. even notice. Uh, we, we don't cut until right when it, like, is about to hit his arm. Actually, that's interesting. Um, we have, like, it looks like it's about it's like, to impact. It's, like, to the side and back. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's, like, chasing Harry. Mm-hmm. And it's coming right for his arm. It's so, it hits Harry's arm. Ugh. Hard. It hits Harry's arm so hard that, like, the bracer thing he was wearing comes yeah. off. Yeah, it knocks it off. Which is, like, I would think that thing's, like, kind of laced on. Uh-huh. It, it looks like it, like, slid off his hand. Yeah. I've never noticed that before. And and it spins Harry completely around as he brings his arm in toward his chest. Oh, yeah, because you're going to cradle that arm because it's a yep. pain. Like, ah. It is broken. I would think it'd be more than broken. It's probably broken. Shattered. And shattered, yeah. It is a cannonball. Right? If you were hit in the arm or, like, in the wrist area. Yeah, oh, God, that's... With a cannonball, yeah, that would shatter. You wouldn't be able to use that hand. I would think like that, like the nerve damage alone. Yeah, uh, Harry, <laughs> this is a dumb. I'm, I, I keep thinking about like riding a broom, like riding a horse. Okay. You know how like if you ride a horse bareback, it's all about like your thighs. Yeah. Harry like reaches his other hand up, so he's not holding the broom, and a broom is like a really thin piece of wood. Very thin. Harry's really good at like holding on with his thighs, apparently. Just like Like he's like like as hard as he possibly can. His it's amazing he doesn't like, like smashed. Well he's sort of you know, we see it, so he lifts his hand up and he starts to kinda like he starts to roll over. <laughs> like I don't know if you can like it must be really hard to keep your like oh, I'm sure. I assumed that the momentum of the broom came... Well, no, Harry stood on his broom last year. That's true. I don't understand how the momentum of this thing is maintained. Right? You would think, like, if you're if you're not sitting on it anymore. Uh-huh. But, I mean, like, people can, like, bike surf. Yeah, but, like... Like, you build up momentum, and then you coast. How do you build momentum up into the broom? There's no friction. I mean, right? there's wind resistance. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so he, he's leaning forward. He's gonna get the snitch. His other hand. And, uh, and he does. Harry catches the snitch. I mean, it's a real unsteady catch, but he catches the snitch. Actually, you know what he does? Um... When he catches the snitch and the broom flips over and he's upside down, he somehow grabs onto his broom with both hands. Yeah. One of his arms is broken. <laughs> like, how are you doing that? I don't... They just let it slide. You're not supposed to see. You're right. You're not supposed to pay attention to that. That was too fast for you to And notice. then he... Yeah, he lands hard. He lands hard and... Ooh, uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Hold on. Uh, he lands really hard and he, like, bounces... Like bounces yeah. across the ground on his back, like uh, like a skipping rock. Like he, he was skipped across the lake. <laughs> no, I just I want. <laughs> I I was thinking about the giant squid today. Okay. And now I'm just thinking of like the giant squid skipping Harry like a rock. <laughs> like he's like, how dare you be in my lake? 
<laughs> pick him up and like skip him across to the oh, shore. How did the giant squid even get there? He's not. It's not magical. It's just he's just a squid. How did he get in the lake? What, what was that meme? Are ocean I think I, I read something in which like Hagrid goes to Dumbledore. He's like, ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> what I found? What I found? <laughs> put it in the lake. Like let's put it in the lake. Like, <laughs> that's where it belongs, right? Must be a salt lake, a salt water lake. Then it's a magical lake. It doesn't matter. Anything ah, can live there in there. You go. Anything can live in there. <laughs> that poor giant squid is confused as hell uh-huh. watching like some of the stuff that's going past him. Like what the mermaids. This is not what I you see know, in the ocean. You know, what you want the biggest miss opportunity is there no run-in with the giant squid during the underwater match of the Triwizard Tournament. Right. That would have been hilarious. That would have been super cool. It would have been. It's, um, like, it's not even magical. It's just no. a regular giant squid. <laughs> it just takes off. <laughs> Harry lifts the snitch into the air with his left hand. And it's still kind of meekly flying. And we hear Lee Jordan, like, Harry Potter has caught the snitch. Does he say Gryffindor wins in this minute? I think he's like, Gryffindor wins. No, that was Hooch last year. Right. <laughs> the way I said it just made me remember <laughs> that. I don't know if he says Gryffindor wins. I think it just says Harry Potter has caught the snitch. And then we cut to Harry. Like, well, we don't cut. It, it just stays on Harry the whole time. But Harry looks up and Here comes the blood. You're like panic. straight down. This is horrifying that's even scarier than if like chasing you while you're flying around harry's lay yeah if this hit harry it would literally splatter his brains over the ground in 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 the sand ew this is scary this is very scary he rolls to his right and it hits the ground and then it bounces back up and then he rolls to the left and it hits the ground again and uh and that's the end of this minute we don't see the end of the bludger yet. Right. But this is, this is scary. It hits the ground hard. Yeah, you can, you can almost you can feel it. it. You can almost you know? feel it. I imagine when if you're it, sitting it, in the movie theater watching this, you would base feel it, that boom. impact. Oh my God. It is, it is, it is something. And that's it for this minute. That's the end. I know, the snitch folded its wings away. Yeah. It like, resen- it like resigned to be like, okay, right. you caught me. I'm done. Uh this uh, this bludger hitting the ground is real terrifying. Mm. This is a scary minute. Harry broke his arm. He almost got. A, he he literally is being attacked by a bludger. A cannonball. <laughs> it almost splattered his brains on the sand. It only splattered his arm. Yeah. <laughs> Shattered and splattered. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I said mischief managed again the way I did yesterday, but that's a that's a dumb joke to do all the time. <laughs> I think I'm done, though. How do you feel? Glad that I am not being chased by a rogue bludger. Rogue bludger. Same. Because, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to Another Minute. If you like what we're doing, uh, you should check us out on Patreon. Harry Potter Minute. No, sorry. Patreon.com slash HP Minute, where we do the quibbler. Um, on a semi-frequent basis, we've been going through, uh, we've been posting episodes when we've been having chapters of the book that correspond, um, because Victoria and my recording schedule has been real tight lately. We try to put every, something up every week, and, uh, I have a backlist of stuff that I think I'm going to start posting pretty soon here, and you can, uh, join us tomorrow as we wrap up the week with minute 65 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Mischief Managed. Managed.